women, welcome back to the Femme Podcast. If you do not know Nadine Lee yet, pull up a seat. Pull up a seat. You are going to want to know the wisdom that pours through this next speaker of our outspoken coaching program. She is pure fire. The potency she brings into this online space will have you questioning things in ways you've never questioned them before. And we'll leave you wanting to dive into the depths of your womanhood. You are going to want to know more from this woman. Nadine Lee is the founder of Tantric Alchemy. She initiates women into the tantric arts, sacred sexuality, and embodied feminine leadership. She believes that the top two energetics for a flourishing business is having a receptive womb channel to birth offerings into this third dimension and a healthy inner masculine. She's here to liberate you erotically. She is here to liberate you financially with tantric energetics and embodiment leading the way. Are you ready to dive in with us and to meet Nadine Lee, devoted lover and sexual liberator? We are so excited to be introducing you to Nadine Lee, one of our incredible, fabulous speakers who's coming inside Outspoken to lead you. I am going to tell you, I am so, so, so excited for you to bring it in Outspoken. I am so excited to dive in to your teachings, your trainings, tapping into your sex priestess codes course was incredible. And I just can't wait to see what you bring in it spoken. I'm so excited. I feel like the the topics and conversations that you hold space for in your community, in your courses, and even on your Instagram page are conversations that a lot of women desire to have and don't, or don't know where to have those conversations, don't know if they're allowed to have those conversations. And then Truthfully, I think sometimes, um, and and this is maybe a question actually, but do you do you often find that women come into your world feeling slightly triggered or or activated by this, you know, like almost like triggered into the desire to talk about something? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like <laughs> my soul's signed up for some pretty wild things, you know, like really talking about a lot of taboos like the things that yeah a lot of people don't talk about and you know sexuality is obviously one of them and also money I feel money and sex are the probably the biggest taboos like whenever you just bring up sexuality there's always like a cringe within someone usually if they're like still working through some stuff around that which is majority of the planet and then money as well there's always that cringe so yeah a lot of my students you know they've shared with me like at first they were extremely triggered by what I was doing and and then yeah eventually just joined a program and moved towards that trigger and I think that's really powerful and shows someone really in their in their power because a lot of the time it can be so much easier just to be like oh, I'm triggered by that I'm just gonna like block delete turn the blinds eye like I don't want to look at that because it's reflecting back within me like what I is uncomfortable within me and something I might need to look at and so you know, when, when a woman like moves towards that, I find that's, I'm just, they're usually my like best clients. Cause it's like, they've had to go through that, like deep, like 
facing the trigger, like a strong trigger. So, yeah, it kind of comes with with this territory and I'm used to it now. I don't take it personally anymore. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> Yeah, I I think when you're when you're in your leadership role and like living out your soul's contract like that, you you can't take it personally. No. Yeah, and I think it just comes with any any territory really. It's like the more you just step into your truth and leadership, it's always going to ruffle feathers because you're leading the way, like a path that someone hasn't walked before. So there's always going to be people that are like, "Oh, how can you do that?" you know, questioning it and you know, it's like, how could you do that? I couldn't do that. So I feel the more you step into that leadership, the more of that you face. And yeah, just having to kind of be like water off a duck's back. (laughs) I kind of want to ask you right now, like, okay, how did you step into this? Like you said, like, you're like, my soul signed up for some pretty taboo shit. Like when did this like come through for you? Like, when did you feel like, oh, like this is, this is the path we're going down here. And what was that like? Yeah. Well, I mean, I recently discovered my moon is in, well, I know my moon's in Sagittarius, but apparently like when your moon is in Sagittarius, you're very drawn to the taboos of life, like sex, death, rebirth, like all this intensity. So that makes sense. But um, it's actually been since I was really young. So I remember as young as like five or six, you know, questioning reality, questioning who was God, wanting to know about death, like what is like the afterlife, like all these metaphysical things that, you know, most six-year-olds aren't really like interested in. I was so interested in, in these topics, these esoteric topics, and also simultaneously this strong connection to my sexual energy from such a young age. So I feel like it it was kind of destined that I was going to walk this path. And then it really kind of started when I was 14 and I had like a Kundalini awakening and wasn't prepared for that. And it really blasted me out of my body. And I spent like the next five years or so in a lot of anxiety, depression, like a lot of internal turmoil and not feeling in my body because like literally my energy just blasted out. And it wasn't until I was about 19, 20, I discovered yoga and Tantra. And that's where I understood what had happened and got given the tools to manage my energy. Like, so to start to circulate my energy through my body and ground all this cosmic energy, I got blasted into ground it back into my body. So it's been kind of like, I'm 35 this year. So it's been kind of like 20 years of working with managing this energy, like this powerful, potent force and Tantra and yoga has been the tools that have really supported me with that. And, you know, I actually never wanted to teach this. I was just doing it because I was like, I need to figure out like how to stay sane basically. (laughs) And I was, I started um, working with women with more body image and eating disorders and like just, you know, general life purpose kind of things and but I was doing a lot of nutrition work as well so I would cater retreats and I always got invited to cater these sexuality retreats and tantra retreats and at the time I was even dating a guy who was a tantra teacher and I would go to the retreats and I'd work on them and they would always be like oh come and join us like in the session if you want and I was like no this is like weird I'm just going to feed you the food and make the food like what you're doing is like (laughs) whack and then like 
it was like destined for me to kind of move towards that eventually and overcome my own inner prejudices and judgment around this path. It just kind of naturally came to me. Like, as I said, I was dating a Tantra teacher. All these um, like Tantric women were like, I would live with them for a month. Um, I lived with like a Advaita Vedanta teacher. Like in my early 20s, all these teachers were just coming to me. I didn't have to seek them out. And I had no interest in teaching. So I was very non-attached. I wasn't like seeking anything from them or a certificate or anything. But I see now my soul was just calling in all these like masters, like essentially just to kind of be my mentors. And my work kind of shifted from nutrition pretty quick. It was moved into sexuality because what I noticed was a lot of the women I was working with had a lot of body image issues and it would always stem back to their relationship to their femininity, to their sexuality. And that's also what I'd experienced as well through my journey. So I started to teach more sexuality and the feminine embodiment for um, the next, you know, however many years, it was like seven years or so. And now it's like anchored into, yeah, like sacred sexuality, what I feel now is what my vision is, is liberating women erotically and financially. You know, those two core pieces mm. feels like that's a big part of my work. Liberating women financially and erotically. Sign everyone up. <laughs> you know? Especially my grandma. You know, <laughs> like especially the the women who are just don't even know or have the awareness that that is a possibility for them. So I have a question and thank you so much for sharing your path. And I always find it so interesting how, you know, this work finds us really ultimately, but you, you shared that when you were 14, you had a Kundalini awakening, like an experience that blasted your energy out of your body. And then you found yoga after Mm -hmm. that. And I'm curious about how you had this almost accidental or um, like shocking Kundalini experience without knowing that that's what was happening. Yeah, it was wild. Like it was actually just really spontaneous. Like I was just at my friend's house and my mom was coming to pick me up and I just started to feel like kind of like that feeling when you, you take psychedelics marijuana and you're like starting to leave the body yeah like that's what it felt like and it was like I was out of the body for three days straight so it felt like I was kind of in that stoned state for three days and I was completely blank (laughs) it was the most terrifying three days of my life it was like all I remember was feeling I was dying like and I feel now when I look back it was literally an ego death and what people describe on you know things like ayahuasca you know where you go into the void and you're just like you don't know your name I've never done ayahuasca but it sounds similar and similar to what happens on um, psilocybin sometimes so that happened for three days and then it was like um, I was you know really in a in a safe space I was staying at my grandma's you speak about your grandma (laughs) she was (laughs) in a safe space and then I came back into kind of like thought forms and just like back into my body but it was like I'd been on a trip and like everything looked different, you know, like my perception, my thoughts, like my questioning of this reality, not knowing what was real. And it really, I was scared. I thought I was going crazy. And I can see how a lot of 
people who, you know, do get admitted to psychiatric treatments and these things, it often isn't a, a mental illness. It's a, it's a spiritual awakening. It's just that the West, we don't understand it mm. in terms of what's happening in, in the energetics. It's more like medical, you know, and okay, give them a, a pill and suppress that energy because it is a powerful energy that's awakening. And um, yeah, it's a really powerful topic. And um, it's really the driving force for a lot of what I do. It's like helping women and men, but mainly women, like ground their energy into the physical dimension. And with that, like ground their offerings into this dimension, like be fully in their body, in their power, you know, not up in these like upper realms and just like disconnecting, disassociating because the feminine is of this, this realm. It's like the earth, it's the substance, it's the depth. So it's that essence of feminine, but it's so much more as well. It's like you get to ground in what you're here to do, you know, not just float up in like the astral realms. It's like we came here to be a human and like master this dimension, which is sex, money, power, like these things that like a lot of spirituality wants us to get away from. But it's like we actually came here to be a human, like and experience this this dimension. And so it's like we need to learn how to master those realms, I feel. That's what I see now is is a really high form of spirituality is just being a human, <laughs> yeah, mastering this realm. Full body chills and goosebumps. Yeah, like it's like a, a form of spirituality is being a human, is mastering like the sex, the power, the money. For so sure. good. Yeah. Oh man, I absolutely love it. Wow. I am excited for your session inside outspoken. It's going to be fiery. (laughs) I feel like, you know, Jack and I teach about feminine energy and wealth and money and leadership, but I feel like the places you're going to take these women is so beyond like next, next level into their bodies, into the embodiment of it. I'm so, so, so excited for that. I have a question for you as I know Ra wants to like dive into some questions, but for women who are like listening right now, who they're like, wow, this does feel really taboo. Like, can I go there? You know, when you said that you're here for the the financial and the erotic, like liberation for a woman who's feeling very like, oh my gosh, but that's like, you know, that they're feeling that resistance. What would you say to them? Yeah, I mean, it's just like what I shared before. What you resist is like that classic saying, you know, what you resist persists. So usually the resistance is an indication that there is some work there that needs to be done, you know, and just being aware of that and being aware that all those voices in your head that are like trying to tell you not to do this or move towards this, it's just seeing that that's the ego essentially just trying to block you from stepping into your full power essentially and really just questioning yourself like is how I'm living right now like is this actually serving me is it serving my romantic life my sexual life with my partner my bank account my what I'm here to create you know and if you if the answer is no then this is probably a good invitation to move towards those things that are edgy And knowing that you have full sovereignty and you can always say no, you know, if you're in, I always say that with my women and it's like, I'm going to offer you a practice and you have full sovereignty. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. 
And so it's like knowing that, like you're never forced to do anything that you don't feel is a full fuck yes, but just like moving towards can be the first step, you know? And but- do you find that you have a combination of women really coming into your world and working with you that like some women who already feel really like, you know, that they are tapped into their own sexuality and women who are really just exploring it like for the first time? Yeah, it's a bit of both. Like it's probably half, half, like just completely disconnected, you know, never had an orgasm, never self-pleasured. And then others that are just kind of just know that like they're, they've got a connection there, but there's like some, still some blockages that need to be worked through. What I get feedback on a lot in my spaces is like the women just feel so safe. And that's the core thing, like to really go into these topics, like you have to feel safe. And I really create like a really powerful, sacred, safe space for the women to do that. I'm not like, like I feel my power is like a subtle power. It's not like this like aggressive intensity kind of threatening energy. So it's like creates this a Lakshmi energy, but then like underneath is Kali. So it's like this, you know, like softer energy, but then like once you're invited into the world, then we go deep, but you need to have that like softer landing pad to feel like holding and safety in order to go deeper into yourself. Mm, I love that. And the reason why I wanted to ask that is because I can imagine that there's going to be, you know, women in it spoken, women who come into your world that, that they're feeling like you said there, you're like, okay, but I've like never had an orgasm before. And now I'm signing up to work, you know, to dive into this type of work. It can, I'm sure be that, you know, that resistance, be that, that intimidation factor there. So I love knowing that you're like, no, like really like I hold this space for all women to come in. Yeah, for sure. And that's the biggest thing, you know, if, if you're struggling with orgasm or even just self-pleasuring, it's like the first step is just like not shaming yourself even more for having that, that experience. It's like, you have that breakthrough when you just fully accept that's where you're at and there's no right or wrong way to orgasm there's no right or wrong way to self-pleasure and that in itself is just like creating even more shame within like some there's like shame there already it's like we don't want to bring even more in because you know I've seen some sexuality teachings it's like kind of like hierarchy of the orgasm and usually it's like men teaching this and it's like um (laughs) okay like I'm pretty sure you don't really understand what it feels like to orgasm as a woman first and then there's no right or wrong like it's not like a clitoral orgasm is inferior to a deep cervical orgasm and this is something that a lot of I've seen flowing around and I'm like so anti that it's like pleasure is pleasure like if you're just focusing on clitoral like it's enjoy that explore that like not like oh I need to then get to the next level when I haven't even like explored the first initial connection you know it's like just stay where you are like stop trying to get ahead of like because that creates that tension and obviously tension blocks in the yoni and like the orgasmic energy from flowing so it's deep acceptance and just releasing that shame where you're at would you say that most women carry shame in some way Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just deeply ingrained, you know, like in the society and the religion, Mm -hmm. still unpacking like generations of this. And yeah, totally. Okay. So I feel like we could ask you these questions for hours because obviously these topics are so 
juicy and in our right up our alley. But I, I would love to ask you these questions and just learn even more and, and dive in even deeper. So Nadine, tell us about your purpose in this lifetime and how you're fulfilling it. Yeah. Yeah. Liberating women financially, erotically. And, you know, that's been through liberating my own erotic energy and working with that energy since, you know, the past 20 years, really with the tantric arts and then that kind of just activating my gifts. And then once like those gifts and expression came online, like the wealth came online. And so now it's like really tying those two together through my offerings and, through the courses, the mentoring, the trainings throughout the year with the women that I work with. Mm, Love it. What was the moment you knew you were meant for more than what you had? When I was working in advertising, I studied marketing at university and worked in advertising for a couple of years. And I remember finishing university and my vision was like to work for Cosmopolitan magazine. It was like, that was my dream job. And I ended up working for Cosmopolitan like two years later and realizing this is not how I want to live the rest of my life. And looking at the women who were like, you know, been there for many years, I'm like, I don't aspire to be like them at all. And I hate working nine to five and like, not having a day off for my period and like just felt so disconnected. So it was towards what was in that job because I'd felt like I'd reached that like dream job and then I was like massively disappointed (laughs) and knew there was something else for me. I was like, okay, well, I ticked that off my desires. Like I know I can manifest very easily, but this is not what I want. But I had to do that to realize it. I had a really similar moment, actually. I can totally resonate with that one. I think it's so important too. I love what you said about looking around at the women who were in that environment, who had gone before you Mm. and noticing and having that awareness that you weren't, you did not want to aspire to be like any of those women. Right. And I think I I had this um, realization or this moment when you said that, that it's so important to look up sometimes and say like, is that where I want to go? Right. Mm. Like, is that my expander? Is that the type of woman or leader or person that I, that I want to be in this world. So what a cool awareness to have when you looked around and said like, "Mm, no, that's not it. Yeah. Do you have those people for yourself now? The expanders that you look towards that you're like, yeah, that that's exactly who I aspire to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My like network. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. What's the biggest up-level you've experienced and the most noticeable shift that got you there? Mm, I feel like my business went through like a massive quantum leap um, in 2019 slash 2020. It went from, you know, making like, I don't know, like 50K a year, 60K to like almost a million dollars a year. And it's been like consistent since then. I'm just, it was like wild. And I feel there was like a few different things. It was like, really grounding this piece of the energetics around really landing in my body fully in my womb, you know, and also really evolving my inner masculine energy. So those two energetics I feel were the core pieces. And also um, I feel it was 
linked with my sexuality at that time in a partnership where I was really like freeing up, like liberating even more of this like wild eros that I, w- I felt pretty free before that, but this like unlocked even more. And that's when more of my expression came online. Mm. And so I feel it was definitely the, those back-end energetics that were going on in that time frame. Love that. Every time I hear you say the word Eros, I'm like, tell me more. What does that word mean? Well, it's like your erotic energy, you know, it's like the sexual energy, you know, it's, it's like kind of synonymous with that sexual energy. Okay. Yeah, but I just find like erotic energy, it just feels like more dark. Okay. What, Nadine, is your quantum vision? So like where I want to, where I see myself. I think where you see yourself within your own quantum vision, but also for your students, for your community, for your work, for, for the world, really. Mm. Yeah, I feel I was literally just looking today. I was like sitting at the gas station, looking at all these people and just how many people were overweight and obese and inflamed. And I feel there's something core with this is like once we get as many people kind of really reducing inflammation in their body and detoxing their physical vessels, then naturally like that erotic energy, the life force is going to start to flow through them. They're going to feel thriving and healthy and vibrant and, you know, their creativity will come online. So I would love to see like McDonald's shut down, Coca-Cola go out of business, (laughs) like all these like things that are just not like humans should not be consuming this stuff, you know, like a world where we're all eating like organic food and people are in harmonious relationships. The family unit is like thriving. People are just in their full creative expressions and like in full abundance and living like in harmony with, with the land, with nature and also technology, but technology is being used in alignment with with spiritual principles, you know, more orgasms, more lovemaking. <laughs> that's what I see for like, that's my goal for like, yeah. that's what I love all my students to experience and like the whole world essentially. Mm. My yeah. students for the whole world to experience more orgasms and more lovemaking. <laughs> more please. Yeah. So beautiful. As you were talking, I could literally um, like see it. Everything you explained, I was like visually allowing myself to just see. And how can you not want that for the world? How can you not dream about that? So thank you for sharing that with us. So beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so important. And it's like, I think that's really the biggest drive also with my work is, you know, once people have reclaimed their sexuality and really in their body, they're deeply in, in tune with their intuition. So mm-hmm you know, you look around, you know, like this doesn't feel like a humane thing or this doesn't feel right. Like feeding myself this plastic burger, you know, and um, just empowering people to come back into their own truth and their deepest intuitive knowings. And then they, they're their own teacher. You know, that's, that's the ultimate. It's like strip away all this shit, all the inflammation, all the distortions, and then just come back to what is true. And yeah, like, 
all of this crazy stuff going on wouldn't survive like in a world like that because everyone would be like uh it's not <laughs> it doesn't make any sense Oh, Nadine, thank you so, so, so much for having this conversation with us. Thank you for teaching us new words and <laughs> being being the woman, you know, the soul who has chosen this path and who um, walks it so bravely. And I'm so thankful that you're one of the teachers inside Outspoken and that every single woman is going to get to learn from you. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to share and yeah, meet the women. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the Femme Podcast and we'll see you inside Outspoken. Thank you. Wild women, there is absolutely not a single doubt in our minds that these 12 weeks inside Outspoken with these women, with the woman you just heard, with the with the quality of her teachings, with the experiences of her journey and her life, with her beliefs, with her how and strategy and brilliance and energy, that this is not going to take you to a next level, that this is not going to stir something inside of you that says that gets to me, be me, that gets to be me. That is me. If I take this step, if I move towards this, if I trust myself like she did, if I leap, if I go all in on me, then I am one step behind. I am right there. I am following in this woman's footsteps, wearing different shoes. This is what we want for you. This is what we're providing for you inside Outspoken. All of these truths, teachings, transmissions, trainings, the how, the strategy, the energetic alignment, the calibration portal to move towards the place that you're desiring. We cannot wait to spend 12 whole weeks with you inside this container. We cannot wait for all of the magic that conspires, that transpires, that manifests, that becomes reality in these 12 weeks together. We begin May 1st. We are already (laughs) obviously thrilled and excited and counting down the days. We cannot wait to see you there. We cannot wait to be in the presence of outspoken with you for 2022. So here we go. The link is in our show notes. We'll see you there.